Welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show. For any new listeners, my name is Daryl Root. I'm a former Libertarian candidate for office and treasurer for the South Dakota Party. However, my views do not necessarily represent those of the party. I am my own person and I will think as I want, not as I am told. And you should all do the same. I'm also the owner of the show's main sponsor, Camp Ridger Seasonings, which can be found at CampRidger.com. I've been self-employed in the foreign industry for the last 26 years, though I'm retiring in 2022. Hence, I have had the experiences both employee and employer. As a result, I can see both sides of the unemployment or of the employment relationship. But enough about me, let's get on with the topic of the day. It's been a while since I talked about health, healthcare, and the environment. So today, I'm going to tackle all three in one topic, hopefully. And that's PFAs, or technically speaking, and let's hope I can pronounce these technical terms, Perfluoroalkyl and polyfluoroalkyl substances. First off, what are they? Well, let's go to the chalkboard for that. PFAs have been used for decades in household products such as nonstick cookware, stain and water resistant textiles, rugs, food packaging, photo imaging, and in industrial products, to name a few. Many states have outlawed their use in food packaging due to toxicity. So-called persistent chemicals, which degrade slowly and are linked to a range of illnesses after getting into local water supplies, have already led to payouts from companies including 3M, and more cases are pending. As far back as the 1950s, 3M studies showed that PFAs could pollute people's blood. That's right, their blood. By the 1960s, 3M and DuPont animal studies showed that PFAs were definite health hazards. In the 1980s, both companies linked PFAs to cancer and found elevated cancer rates among their own workers. However, they kept these and other studies secret. Hundreds of everyday products are made with highly toxic fluorinated chemicals called PFAs. They build up in our bodies and take an eternity to break down in the environment, estimates Estimates say that 99% of us have PFAs in our bodies. Very small doses of PFAs have been linked to cancer, reproductive and immune system harm. Think of that in today's COVID world, immune system harm, and other diseases. For decades, chemical companies covered up evidence of PFAs health hazard. 
Today, nearly all Americans, including newborn babies, have PFAs in their blood, and up to 110 million people may be drinking PFA-tainted water. What began as a miracle of modern chemistry is now a national crisis. And I do use that word cautiously, however, as most things defined as a crisis are usually overstated. But let's move on. How did PFAs get their start? In 1946, DuPont introduced non-stick cookware coated with Teflon. Today, the family of fluorinated chemicals that sprang from Teflon includes thousands of non-stick, stain-repellent, and waterproofing compounds. 3M became its main manufacturer. 2001, a scandal erupted in Parkersburg, West Virginia after discovery of the Teflon chemical in the drinking water of tens of thousands of people near a DuPont plant. A class action lawsuit uncovered evidence that DuPont knew PFAs were hazardous and had contaminated tap water but did not tell its workers, the local communities, or environmental officials. The lawsuit also triggered studies linking the Teflon chemical to cancer and other diseases. While the U.S. has phased out use of PFAs in manufacturing, they are still permitted in products imported into the country. And that brings up another top issue of mine. Quit buying crap made in foreign countries, especially China, which doesn't give a damn, and support American jobs instead. I'm willing to pay a little more to keep manufacturing jobs in America. Consumers, of which we all are, who care about America, should do the same. Note that I used the libertarian word should, not must. True freedom allows you choice. So what are some of the health issues linked to PFAs? Well, let me mention a few. Testicular, kidney, liver, and pancreatic cancer. There's one for men, testicular cancer. Reproductive problems, one for women. Weakened childhood immunity. Again, think of COVID with all the COVID going around. Children can get it. Weakened childhood immunity. Low birth weight. There's one that affects babies. Endocrine disruption. And those are just a few among the many. How are we mostly exposed to PFAs, you may ask, despite their phase out? Well, as of July 2019, PFAs contaminated public drinking water systems serving 19 million people in 49 states. This is just two years ago. Michigan has the most PFA sites, but that's largely because most other states have not tested for the chemicals as extensively as Michigan. Unreleased federal data suggests that up to 110 million Americans could have PFA-contaminated drinking water. Why? Well, because 3M and other manufacturers simply dumped the excess toxins into our water supply years ago. However, drinking water is not the main route of PFA exposure for most Americans. Although the original PFA chemical used to make Teflon has been taken off the market, 
Teflon and other brands of nonstick cookware are still produced with new PFAs that may be no safer. PFA chemicals are widely used to coat paper and cardboard wrappers for fast food and bakery goods. So if you do a lot of fast foods, chances are you are highly exposed. More on that later. PFA chemicals lurk in stain-resistant furniture and carpets treated with Scotchgard, Stainmaster, and other fabric, fabric treatments. Since I'm in the flooring industry, eh, this would be my main exposure most likely. I suspect this wouldn't be quite as dangerous, though, since I'm not cooking and then eating food off the floor. You know, at least I'm not ingesting it. Clothes labeled stain or water repellent, such as Gore-Tex jackets, usually contain PFA chemicals. And PFA chemicals are even in personal care products and cosmetics, ladies. More on that later, also. Basically, anything that is stick stain and water resistant through means other than nature is suspect. So what's being done about PFAs? Well, let's start with the EPA, which I have a love-hate relationship with. I like the idea that someone is out there to protect consumers who are simply too busy providing a life for their family to stay up to date on important issues. However, on the other hand, the EPA goes way overboard in many issues. This could be one I don't know. In this case, the EPA has known about the hazards of PFAs at least since 1998, when 3M provided studies that led to the withdrawal of the Scotchgard chemical from the market. That is a benefit to me because of my flooring experience. Since then, however, despite mounting evidence of PFA's toxicity and contamination, the EPA has arguably dragged its feet. EPA has failed to set a legal limit for PFAs in tap water, which is something what Biden now wants to do, so I would have to agree with him on that. And its non-enforceable health advisory level for PFOA and PFOs is 70 times higher than what independent studies show is needed and safe. In 2019, EPA announced a debatable action plan that would do nothing to reduce ongoing PFA releases or clean up previous PFA's pollution. The case of the FDA, another love-hate relationship I have. The FDA has recklessly let the chemical industry introduce new PFA chemicals for use in food wrappers and packaging with very little safety testing. FDA found PFAs in popular foods, but didn't make the findings public, which they should have done. After the results leaked, notice that they had the leak. Top agency officials said PFAs in food is not a concern. Okay, I'm not a degreed scientist or a doctor, but considering all the cancer and other health issues we have out there today, one can't help but wonder about not a concern. After all, the government loves when you become dependent on them. It means votes. Bernie and the hardcore socialists proudly orgasm when another person needs government help, or if worded correctly, taxpayer help. They don't, like, taxpayers don't have their own issues. In addition, the government has committed many grave and nefarious crimes against unknowing individuals over the decades. With that, I'm going to take a break, and when I come back, I'll try and cover what you can do about it. See you in 50 seconds. 
If you enjoy grilling and cooking, Camp Bridger seasonings are for you. All four blends are salt-free and designed to enhance the flavor of food, not bury it. The popular four-pack can be purchased and shipped anywhere in the continental U.S. for around 33 bucks, depending on your state sales tax rate. Visit our sponsor's website at campbridger.com for more information. Anything Dakota Rustler related can be found at dakotarustler.org. There, you will find links to audio and video versions of the latest episodes. You can also support the show through purchase of merchandise, donations, or sponsorship. Sponsors will be recognized on air and or the website. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the show. Welcome back. Once again, if you haven't already subscribed or followed my podcast, I would appreciate you doing so. The more followers I can get, the higher my priority rating for generic viewers. In addition, becoming a member or donating helps me to lower the cost of production and maintaining my website, which is dakotarustler.org. It is there that you will find the links to do so. Thank you. Now, back to the story. What can you do to lower your PFA exposure? First thing you can do is visit a website, ewg.org tap water. That's ewg.org slash tap water. There you can type in your zip code and get the latest results for your drinking water if it is public water. Shows the best way to filter out any contaminants is most likely through reverse osmosis. Personally, my local grocer is where I get my drinking water from as they have a reverse osmosis tap available. Ideally, the best way would probably be to distill the water, but then again, using any plastics just might defeat the purpose. And you'd probably need an all-glass structure to distill it to be PFA-free totally, to be guaranteed. Second, if you go to the following link, which I will put down below in the comments in Odyssey, on the Odyssey page, for those listening on audio only, you'll have to go there to find it. I have time I can also put it up on my website you can see where suspected industries are charging discharging PFAs excuse me basically the more densely populated the state the more you're being exposed pretty much everything east of the Mississippi River is solid exposure there's industries everywhere while writing to individual industries will probably be worthless complaining to your governments may eventually be beneficial in addition, investors managing $4.1 trillion in assets are urging the world's biggest chemical companies to phase out production of the hazardous substances which linger in the environment and have been linked to serious health problems. However, as long as we keep using plastics and we don't want them to stick, we're probably going to have issues. In a letter to the world's 50 biggest chemical producers with combined revenues of $860 billion, the investors call for increased transparency around how many substances of very high concern they produce every year. While U.S. and European regulators have disclosure requirements on hazardous chemicals, many other countries do not, and information on the volumes produced globally are not publicly available. Third, Quit eating junk food from fast food restaurants. Not only is most of it not healthy, 
Now you know that any grease-resistant wrappers and boxes are likely contaminated. In one study from 2017, which is just four years ago, 40% of all wrappers tested failed the test, including 100% from Jimmy John's, Taco Time, and Quiznos. But to avoid slander and libel, let me state this clearly. This may not be the case anymore. I do not know. On that same food-related topic, quit using non-stick cookware, or at least cut way back. While I still use non-stick cookware to cook some things, I mostly have been using cast iron and glassware since I turned 50 years old and became really conscientious about my health. I've worked in too many healthcare facilities installing flooring. I see and a lot, I see a lot, I hear a lot. I don't want to become what I see. Cast iron, if continually seasoned, is virtually non-stick, and glassware is very easy to clean, so quit being lazy. I also try to avoid using plastic utensils on a regular basis. Wood and metal may be harder to clean, but hey, that's okay. Again, quit being lazy, especially with your health. Fourth, and this one's going to be especially difficult for you ladies out there, cut back on the makeup. As a guy who loves to see attractive women, I can honestly say a lot of you use way too much. While it may hide physical blemishes, it doesn't hide personality blemishes. In the long run, how much you paint your face is irrelevant to us. Your personality is what matters. As the saying goes, if people can't tell you're wearing makeup, or excuse me, as the saying goes, If people can tell you're wearing makeup, you're using too much. It should look like you're not using any. Keep in mind, anything you apply to your skin will be absorbed to some extent by your skin. In one study, Teflon has been found in 66 different products from 15 brands, including a number of household names. Teflon was the most commonly found ingredient for this class of chemicals, but in all, the study identified 13 different PFA chemicals in nearly 200 products from 28 brands of cosmetics. And it's not just in makeup. PFAs are also found in sunscreen, shampoo, shaving cream, all this stuff that goes against your body and it is absorbed by your skin to some extent. For a list of what is supposedly safe to use, you can visit ewg.org slash deepskin. That's ewg.org slash deepskin. My motto is this. If it has chemicals in it, I do not apply it to my skin unless absolutely necessary, and I do it as little as possible, and that includes sunscreen. No one is going to convince me that a chemical-filled sunscreen is safer than a natural sun. Lastly, and this will upset the animal rights Gestapo, but choose natural products for clothing. Leather and wool, if untreated, will not contain PFAs except for what has occurred in the natural environment and that the animals took into their system. Silk, cotton, and other natural products, if untreated, will be the same. In conclusion, I have mentioned that PFAs are not good for our health. They are found in the environment and that we should avoid them. 
I have also mentioned in previous podcasts that involved healthcare, doctors generally agree that at least one third of all healthcare issues are preventable. PFAs are another example. I've also stated that the government can do very little to bring down the cost of providing care. Only we can. Doing that by lowering the doing that by lowering the demand of healthcare to less than that of the supply of healthcare. I stand by that today entirely. We need to limit our exposure to chemicals as much as possible. We are far too dependent on them. I avoid them as much as possible. I use natural cleaning products as much as possible. Be it the bathroom or in the kitchen. I plan a chemical-free garden. Though I do admit to using chemicals to attack dandelions in the yard, but not on a windy day. I use cornstarch as opposed to deodorants. It works just as well. I try to make most of my food from scratch. And as I said earlier, I use cast iron and glassware most of the time to cook and bake it. I don't use Teflon. Can we totally eliminate PFAs? At this point, no. It's simply too prevalent. But like anything else, we can make a conscientious effort to limit them. Every little bit helps in our effort to stay healthy and avoid doctor visits and the cost involved. It's worked well for me for over 63 years. Granted, I could end up in a hospital tomorrow and die before the next podcast. Sooner or later, we all go. But I also pay for my own health care, which is why I do what I do. But that's another podcast that I'll cover another day. With that, I'll draw this podcast to a close. I'm going to take the next two weeks off for the holidays. I'll catch you on the flip side of the new year. Till then, happy holidays, whatever you may celebrate, and a happy new year. You know the mantra, everybody. Question authority and always, always, always be free. Thank you for listening to the Dakota Rustler Show, a production of DL Root. All rights reserved by DL Root, Buzzsprout.com, and their shared partners. Unauthorized use is prohibited. This show is sponsored by Camp Bridger Seasonings. Visit our sponsor's website at campbridger.com for more information. 